When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, you ready to let the dogs out? What? Do what? <laughs> let the dogs out. You know, like, who let the dogs out? Who, who? Off the Hook, airing on offthehooksports.com. Your home for real news, real opinions, and what really matters about Tennessee athletics. Always available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeart. Like, share, follow, subscribe. Always available wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Let's go. We are absolutely loaded up on the program today. Fridays with Fred. Fred White, former Tennessee safety, will join us as he does each and every Friday. So we love visiting with Fred. He's your Allstate dealer, by the way. So we'll talk about that and Uh, Do the Eagles need any insurance as they go against the Chiefs? Because uh, Patrick Mahomes, I believe, plays absolutely lights out, and they beat the Eagles, who are at their core very, very evil. Also, on the program today, but maybe that's just me, previous top 10 classes for the Vols have all signed one of those uh, this season, and they've done it four other times since uh, 2009 when Lane Kiffin did it, and that class is full of felons, so it didn't really amount to much. But we look at some of the other classes and where they uh, ranked among great classes after a top 10 ranking on signing day. And uh, But the big news that we want to get to before we get to the uh, SEC distributing $49 million to each school last year, uh, we want to get to this SEC adding Oklahoma and Texas now in 2024. So all that we had been led to believe early on was that this was going to be 2025, and then 
we see the news break last night. And I'm glad. I, I, I want to go ahead and see it move forward. I don't want to sit there and think about Texas and Oklahoma as uh, they're going to hang around and be there in 2025. But Caleb feels strongly this is not great for the balls. So let's get his take. Brought to you in part by AndyMasonRealEstate.com. Andy Mason is phenomenal because over 40 years of experience in the North, North Knoxville area, but all over Knoxville. And Andy Mason will tell, take care of your real estate needs, save you money, and give you the best service. Best service, best prices, period. That's why his office has over 40 years of experience. So uh, let's do this thing. Let's talk Oklahoma and Texas in, in 2024. What does that mean for the balls, in your opinion, Caleb already with a post up late last night as he's killing it. Good morning, Smoky Mountain Red. Good morning, Travis. Your thoughts, Caleb, on Oklahoma and Texas in a 2025. I love content, so I'm glad. Um, but that doesn't mean it's great for them or great for Tennessee. How do you break it down? Who's it good for? Maybe not other teams as well. Yeah, and I'm going to be honest. I don't think it's good for Tennessee, but personally, I am glad because I'm with you. I like content, and I like I, – I think it's always awkward watching lame duck seasons and conferences in college football. I just don't think it's good for the sport. So I'm the, – the quicker we can – the quicker the leagues can get this done, the better. I feel the same with USC and UCLA to the Big Ten, even though I don't think that should be a thing. Kind of miss regional conferences. But, yeah, no, I, I'm – on that point, I'm glad. But – I don't think this is good for Tennessee, and here's why. I've said I've insisted for years now that 2024 was like a magic year for Tennessee, where it was one year before the SEC was set to expand, the year the college football playoff would expand, and also the year I've said 2024 would be the first year that Tennessee would fully arrive under Josh Heupel. When I say fully arrive, I mean – there would be no more rebuilding needed from the disaster that Heupel inherited in 2021. The the roster, the cover would be stocked to where it needs to be. That doesn't mean they'd have the most talented team. Don't get me wrong. That doesn't mean they'd win a national championship every year or win a national championship ever. It's just they would be finally where they need to be They're, in 2024. Maybe like this. They're not still searching for a defensive back in November. They at least know, other than injuries, they know who their guys are at that point. And I don't think that Tennessee completely knew who their guys were in the defensive backfield for all of last season. Just exactly. Exactly. That's exactly, that's the, that's the exact way to put it. And I, because I still think they're going to have those issues in 2023. Um, There's transition periods, but on top of that, they're just, guys, they, Tennessee, Josh Heupel walked into a mess and it was going to be impossible to really get to the point to where you, know where all who you it's it was going to get it'd be impossible to get to a point to where you're not looking for players at certain positions in his first three years on the job so they're going to struggle with that in 2023 i thought 2024 was going to be the first year that wouldn't happen nico Imaleva, i i keep saying this it's like he was created in a lab for josh heupel's offense i agree with that um and so this is again I, I said it last week. This is Danny Warfel falling into Steve Spurrier's lap, Tim Tebow falling into Urban Meyer's lap, Tommy Frazier falling into Tom Osborne's lap. You know, quarterbacks that you don't know how they'll be in the NFL, but they are just perfectly designed for a system they go to. And uh, on one thing, I think you would agree that Nico's more talented as a thrower than the three guys you just mentioned. 
significantly more. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, significantly more. Nico actually probably has some NFL prospects, yes. unlike the other three. No, right, um, right. Yes, I, I totally agree with that. But that's that's where I'm. Or even like Cam Newton landing into Gus Malzahn's lap, which was that's just a great, that's a great example. Yes. Yeah, that was a match made in heaven, and that's what Nico is for Josh Heupel. So you got the quarterback, which, as you know, Dave, even if you are a little bit below on a talent perspective. You get a quarterback that's a perfect fit for a system that can elevate you above teams that are more talented than you. So I just thought everything was in place for Tennessee that year. It's still in place, but when you go from you're competing with three other powerhouse teams to win the SEC, because I think LSU, Alabama, and Georgia will all be there, to you're competing with five other powerhouse teams because Texas and Oklahoma will be there. It goes a little bit more from a science over who's got the better scheme and talent to a little bit of a crapshoot in trying to win the league because it's just going to be that deep. In Texas and Oklahoma, guys, I'm sorry, they're going to be powerhouse programs, at least Texas. We don't know about Oklahoma. There are some major red flags with Brent Venables. I get that, but they did have a top five class. Texas just had a number three class. Whatever you think about Steve Sarkeesian, you know when he gets talent, he knows how to utilize that talent. And he's also got Arch Manning at quarterback. So I, it's going to be a lot harder all of a sudden for Tennessee to do what I thought they were going to be able to do in 2024 in that's where the, 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 that magic year where Texas and Oklahoma weren't in the SEC yet. Tennessee had arrived. The college football playoff had expanded to 12 teams. That's not a magic year anymore. There, there, there's, a, there's one less chip that fell into place for them. Okay, so to- let me ask you this. So you said yesterday, and you and I have said privately, but I don't know that you've ever said it publicly, and that was you expect Tennessee to win a national championship in 2024. You called your shot, Babe Ruth style. So does that change things at all? <sighs> Texas and Oklahoma being in the conference. Because I'm going to go ahead and argue right now, and you, you may disagree with me, but I'm going to argue right now. No, it really doesn't. Because he, here's what I think. I think that Tennessee will have a quarterback in place, and that will most likely be Nico. I think that Tennessee will be – if not completely restocked, really close. And that, to me, is a team that can stand toe-to-toe with Texas. So we don't know what the schedule is going to be yet, but let's say Texas and Oklahoma are both on it. Just worst-case scenario, both Big 12 teams come in and they say, you've got to play Texas and Oklahoma. Well, Texas, Tennessee has better coaches, a better system, as good or better players as Oklahoma – and I think that Texas may have a slight, slight talent advantage over Tennessee right now, but I don't think that's going to be the, the case in 2024 or 2025. So I'm going to support your point of saying yesterday that Tennessee wins a national title in 2024. Now, I'm not going that far. You, you, that's quite a claim on, on your behalf. But I will say if, I, if I'm in Caleb's headspace, under that fantastic hair and the hair gel, <laughs> I'm not adjusting whatsoever the prediction you made yesterday on this show. I do not think Texas and Oklahoma being in the conference changes things, even if they had to play both of them, which will not be the case. Okay, but here's the thing. On, a, on an individual scale, I agree with you. Like, I don't, you know, I'm, I made this pick with Tennessee with Georgia and Alabama in the SEC, and Georgia and Alabama are still much tougher outs than Texas and Oklahoma right now and they will be in 2024 um but i guess an analogy would be dave you like to work out say if you can lift a 30 pound weight okay maybe you can lift it once you can lift it twice you can lift it three times 
But once you get to four, five, or six reps, yeah, you can still lift that 30-pound weight, but it's like, okay, can you lift it this many times? You can – Tennessee matches up well with all of these teams, but this is two extra hurdles that they have to get over to win the SEC. So it's the quantity of the of, of the hurdles, not so much the quality of it, if that makes sense. And I, I think Texas will be – that's another team that I'm 100% positive will be in the SEC race in 2024. Now, let, let me throw this out there. The college football playoff still expands to 12 teams in 2024. Yes. So you don't necessarily have to win the SEC to get there. I do think, though, that the committee is going to be vi- – one, the SEC champion is getting a first-round buy. We all agree to that, right? The SEC champion is going to get the first-round yes. buy. Yes. Um, I think the committee is going to be partial to that. I also think the committee is going to be partial to conference champions for the teams that don't get a buy but play that first weekend of games at home because I think they're going to play the first slate of games on, on home stadiums. So not winning your conference is still going to be kind of a big deal, quite honestly, in the playoff. Um, I think you're going to want that by you're going to want to be able to play at home. If you don't get that by that's a, that is going to be, that's what makes the playoff all of a sudden a lot more difficult for Tennessee. couple of notes, John saying Tennessee recruited Nico and didn't fall into high lap. Uh, that is true. Cam on the other hand, well, he was paid to fall in Auburn's lap. So good point there, John Travis says, if anything, it will make us look better when we win. Quite possibly, if Tennessee's able, let's just say they play Texas and Oklahoma, which they're not going to do in in the first season. But uh, I'm overall glad it's not uh, two day uh, two years away. I'm glad to get this thing rolling. And let's face it, there's a lot of money at stake right now because you want to be able to match that Big Ten deal. And we we've talked about money and what Tennessee gets from the current SEC deal, and we can debate whether or not. The SEC should have gone with just ESPN or do what the Big Ten did and go with a lot of other conferences, a lot of other networks. But the simple fact is they need to go ahead and start uh, laying out the foundation for those negotiations that are going to come in the future. So whenever that is up, uh, they need to go ahead and get that closed. And I think by adding Texas and Oklahoma, that that'll make it easier to do so. So. At the end of the day, I, this doesn't affect what I think Tennessee will do in 2024. Um, they could massively change the schedule, and it could be Alabama, Georgia, at Texas, at Oklahoma, on the road. I mean, I, I guess things could change drastically, but I don't think these two teams, Texas and Oklahoma, and even projecting forward to 2024, will be scarier than Alabama or Georgia. I don't think they'll be really as as scary as some other SEC teams. We'll see what Steve Sarkeesian does, but I'm I'm not completely a believer quite yet, and I certainly have my doubts with Oklahoma. But doesn't my question was like yeah, I agree. Alabama and Georgia are scarier than Texas and Oklahoma, and you're gonna have to play Alabama and Georgia. But even if Alabama and Georgia are scary, would you rather just play Alabama and Georgia or Alabama, Georgia, Texas, Texas and Oklahoma? That increases in chances for you to slip up, if that makes sense. This I, is the argument. Yeah, no, there's there's definitely a cumulative effect. It's it's yeah. like the week after you play Alabama, you're beat all the heck, and then you don't play well, at least when they were really, really physical, you don't play well the next season. But uh, go ahead and click that like button so we can bring more viewers in. We really appreciate that. And if you haven't subscribed yet, what are you doing? Uh, We need you to do that. And again, 
clicked that like button. Wasn't a stolen laptop at Florida that got Cam to uh, Albarn? No, it was a stolen laptop that got him booted from Florida. Then he went to <laughs> County Junior College, and at that point, um, uh, Tennessee. Uh, the interesting story about the balls. Um, had a had a young coach named Lane Lane Kiffin, and they sent uh, their offense coordinator, who I believe was Jim Chaney. Is that right? Yep. They sent Jim Chaney to scout out uh, Cam, and he was suspended for the first half of his game at Blinn, and they marked him off their board because they didn't want a quarterback to have leadership issues. And so we got Tyler Bray. And ironically, that entire class had leadership issues and even had a felon in it. So that, um, yeah, um, Cam Newton could have been a ball, and I think Tennessee had a great shot, but you would have had to pay him at least $185,000 because that was the going rate at the time. I'll tell you what, I can see far, far, far away, thanks to Campbell Cunningham, Taylor, and Han, local eye doctors right there in the Knoxville area. I got my LASIK and uh, no more contacts. I see distance like there's no tomorrow. It is fantastic. And again, local, they don't fly doctors in from other places. They are just uh, unbelievable in the service they provide. I had a doctor call me just to check on my surgery on like a Sunday afternoon after I had the surgery. It was awesome. So hit the like button and let me hear from you on the message board. Are you concerned or are you happy that Texas and Oklahoma will come in a year early or earlier than expected. Elias Gray says, I do wonder what sort of knock on effect, what a potential pod system and the resulting scheduling could have on the odds of getting more SEC teams into the playoffs. So let's go down this rabbit hole for a second. Who do you want Tennessee to play on an annual basis? Who has to be there? Who are the, if they go a pod system, Caleb, explain that to me a little bit. If they go a pod system, you would play the three other teams in your pod every year, correct? Correct. And then what happens? So a pod system is you play the three teams in your pod every year. And then you rotate the other pods, for for, for lack of a better term. So you could play the three in your pods, and then you would play one other four. Then you would play another, all the teams in another pod when you're all four teams. So that would make up seven conference games. And then you'd probably have like two, my guess is you probably have like two other games that you play. Um, I don't know how they would schedule that to make it nine games. Um, and there would be no, it wouldn't be division. So it would just be the two teams with the best record at the end of the season play for the SEC championship. I still maintain that's a horrible way to go because you were going to have, there's going to be such gaps in scheduling. There's going to be such differences in strength of schedule. You know, what if Tennessee's in a, I know Tennessee fans will like this, but what if Tennessee's in a pod with Vanderbilt, Kentucky, and South Carolina? And I know you think South Carolina is going to fall off under Shane Beamer. And Tennessee gets to play Vanderbilt, Kentucky, and South Carolina. And then say they draw a pod with like, I don't know, it's like Arkansas, Missouri. Texas, Texas A&M, something like that, and every school is down, and Tennessee just gets the luckiest draw possible. And you might end up where, like, two, like Tennessee and Texas from those two schools are the top two teams in the SEC that year, and both got to avoid playing Alabama, Georgia, Florida, LSU. That's the way it would work. That's a terrible way. I am very, very, very – and I, I think that's the way it's going, unfortunately. I'm more insistent on divisions. Well, let's play the pod game for a second. 
Okay. Right? Because pod game is four teams. That means you've got three other teams. So who are the three teams? And I want to hear this from everybody on the message board. Who are the three teams that you would want Tennessee to play on an annual basis? So that's what we're going to ask you today. And I'm going to say the three teams. Now, I don't have to prepare for these teams. I don't have to go get knocked around by Georgia's defense. I like content. Okay. So my three teams would be Alabama because I'm not getting rid of that rivalry. I think it's gold. I think it's what college football is all about. It would be Georgia from a recruiting practical standpoint. I think you want your exposure there. And there's a lot of history with that rivalry too. And the other one would be Florida. Again, I know I sound like the old curmudgeon, but I know that was a huge monster rivalry in the 90s and early 2000s, so I don't want Florida to go away. John and uh, Travis both say Vandy, Kentucky, and South Carolina. So they want the easy route. So I get that, but don't complain to me when Tennessee's waxing those teams 40 to 10 and you're bored like when they played North Texas. So I get that, but... Also, from an entertainment standpoint, who do you want to see? So, Caleb, who would be your three teams that you would want in Tennessee's pod if they do go pod style? So, I like to do a little bit of democracy, which is to say every team has some entertainment and some challenge, but every team has it a little easy, so it's fair. So, I think the best for Tennessee is Alabama, Auburn, and Vanderbilt. Um, As much as I love the Georgia and Florida rivalries, and I'm with you, I think they're great rivalries. Um, I think that you... Tennessee having to play Alabama and Georgia every year. Do you know how brutal that is relative to what the rest of the pods are going to be for everybody else? Um, no, but Alabama's not going to be tougher for much longer because eventually Nick Saban's going to hang it up. I think Alabama I, – I, see, I disagree. Only because I think Alabama – they went 10-2 and two when they were on probation and had Mike Shula as head coach. I think Alabama is one of those programs just below Georgia, Ohio State, and LSU where you don't need a lot of – yeah, you may not be Nick Saban level, but you don't really need a bright coach to be a top 10 program in Alabama. I would have argued that 20 years ago because their in-state recruiting base wasn't great. But as Birmingham has grown and Alabama has grown in population and Nick Saban has had success, the kids are incredibly loyal, kind of like I've referenced the Louisiana kids to LSU. So I think you're right now. I would have argued that 20 years ago that Alabama has to primarily recruit out of state. They do recruit out of state but they don't necessarily have to like they used to. But, yeah, I mean, Travis says maybe it should be randomly picked. I think it has to be somewhat regional if you do the the pod system. Um, The other option that that I'm very open to, and you and I have discussed this, would be moving Alabama and Auburn to the east, Vanderbilt and Missouri – to the west no just missouri just missouri just missouri to the west okay gotcha so then you would have texas and oklahoma in the west in the west okay so we do do we have an even number of teams there yeah so you would have texas oklahoma texas a&m arkansas missouri lsu Ole miss and mississippi state all in the west okay And and then on the east you would have tennessee alabama auburn Vanderbilt, Kentucky, Georgia, South Carolina, and Florida in the East. You pretty much protect every sacred SEC rivalry. There, every single sacred 
SEC, and for the record, every single Sacred Southwest and Big 12 rivalry with Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, and all of that, they are all in their own divisions now. So the only the only longstanding rivalry that would you would get rid of at that point would be Mississippi State and Alabama. And like I said, nobody cares if that rivalry is gone. Nobody cares if you get rid of that rivalry. Here are the here are the four rivalries that matter. It's number one, Tennessee, Alabama. It's Georgia, Auburn. The ones you want to keep as permanent rivals. Those those are the two. And the third would be Texas, Oklahoma, which is right up there with them. If, if you've ever been in that country, that's monstrous. And the one that I think's overlooked a little bit is the LSU Ole Miss rivalry. I'm not saying it's of the same ilk, but I think that's significant. The one that I think's cool is Florida and LSU, just because there's so much talent on the field, kind of like I used to like Florida and Florida State or Miami and Florida State. But that, you know, that's uh, neither here nor there. It's not one I would go out of my way to save. The three I would go out of my way to save, Tennessee, Alabama, uh, Georgia, Auburn, and Texas, Oklahoma. Those are the three that I'm going to save some way, somehow. See, Dave, if you do it our way, I guarantee you, if I were to expand that to the 10 rivalries you want to, to, to save, you could save them all with my way. Because right below those three, I think, you'd want to save Alabama-Auburn, too. Um, you'd want to save... I shouldn't have left that out. You're right. Yeah. You'd want to save Ole Miss-Mississippi State. The Egg Bowl is just so much fun to watch. Um, Florida-Georgia is, I think, a pretty good rivalry now. And all of these rivalries would be saved. And Texas and Texas A&M, too. None of these rivalries would ever go away if you do it my way. And I think a future rivalry that's a natural rivalry that I think is a great, great, great – it's young, but I think it's got a great future is Arkansas-Missouri. I mean, that's a great little border war over there on the west side. And all of these rivalries are protected if you do this route that I'm talking about. They should boot Missouri and bring in Notre Dame. Just my thoughts. I don't like anything about Missouri. Uh, Elias says, why do I have a sneaking suspicion that this whole deal is going to be a 20-year kick in the teeth for OU fans? I do, too. I think Texas will be just fine with their in-state recruiting base. But now Oklahoma is going to try to uh, compete against the SEC, and they haven't had uh, much success at all doing that. John says Kentucky-Tennessee is still a rivalry too. I, John, I agree, but somebody's going to have to go. That stays. That's rivalry would stay if we do the division things I'm proposing. You would still have that rivalry, and you would have Tennessee Vanderbilt, and you would have Vanderbilt Kentucky. I get it, I get it, but I don't know that they're going to go your way. I think they're going to do the pod system. I may be wrong. And then the other one that, um, you know, if if I were to make an adjustment, I would boot Vanderbilt. But then you get into the tradition of Vanderbilt. That was a rivalry back in the day. People that are uh, my age and even younger tend to forget that. Bassey Lawn and Garden Man Alive, it's worth the drive right there in Cleveland. Whether you're restocking your industrial fleet or commercial fleet or just a residential mower, they have buying power to save you money. Man Alive, it's worth the drive from Cleveland. It's right there in Cleveland from Nashville, Knoxville, Chattanooga. You'll love Bassey Lawn and Garden Man Alive. It is worth the drive. How about a little Fred White coming up next, former Tennessee safety and national champion. Give me two minutes. With Caleb Calhoun, I'm Dave Hooker off the Oak Sports. Family has been creating jewelry since 1986, each piece unique with a story all its own. I'm Rick Terry with Rick Terry Jewelry Designs. I'm a jeweler, and I want to be your jeweler. We're grateful that you chose us to be Knoxville's best jeweler. My family and staff look forward to serving you. So please come see us. Kingston Pike and Campbell Station Road in the heart of Farragut 
in downtown on Gay Street, right next to the Tennessee Theater. Inflation has risen to the highest level in over 40 years, according to the April 2022 U.S. Inflation Calculator. Will your investments provide you the income you need in retirement? Are you losing purchasing power of your savings due to inflation? Simply stated, if the cost of goods and services are 8% higher and you're only earning 4% in your investments, that money buys you less of what you need. Right now is the time to act. Call Guardian Investment Advisors today. Hey folks, Gary Viles here. I want to personally invite you to North Knoxville's newest sports bar and restaurant. It's Big Orange Phillies, located in Black Oak Center. And yes, folks, it's happening in halls. Big Orange Phillies offers family-friendly environment with homemade meals and the best deli-style subs around. Billiards, darts, jukebox, shuffleboard, and cornhole, and a full bar. We also offer valet parking on weekends and during special events. We even have a covered back patio. It's happening at Big Orange Phillies. We want, we need, and we appreciate your business. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. Dare to compare. Chattanooga, we're at it again. For the fifth year in a row, you voted us best of the best criminal and DUI law firm. And finalists for best law firm and best personal injury firm. Thank you for the love, Chattanooga. We won't let you down. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get to Vasty Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasty, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Bassies, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Bassie Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. Got cataracts? We can fix that. Never miss another moment. With a little help from Drs. Campbell, Cunningham, Taylor, and Hahn at cctis.com. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Please allow me to introduce myself. I'm well. Welcome back. It is a 
Friday. You made it all the way to Friday, so enjoy the weekend. I certainly appreciate you being a part of the program, talking Texas and Oklahoma in the SEC in 2024. We'll be joined by Fred White here momentarily. That'll be good stuff. And our message board is trying to kick Vanderbilt out of the SEC, which I'm fine with. I mean, go ahead and upgrade the thing. Go ahead and make it a super conference because you're going to get the respect that if you lose two games, you're still going to make the college football playoff. So you don't have to go undefeated. We need to change our mindset altogether in that regard. And if you boot Vanderbilt, do they go to the ACC? This being discussed on our message board, uh, the football program, does it die? Quite possibly. That's their fault. I mean, they've got a bunch of rich people that went to that school and a bunch of rich people that just don't care about football. So there you go. I I, I have zero problem with that. I mean, you got a guy like Big Jim Haslam who's able to have 15 kajillion convenience stores and still make time for the balls. What do you got at Vanderbilt? A bunch of people who, uh, you know, have thick glasses and don't care about their football program in the SEC? Boot them. And there's also a carrier weight factor because the whole concept of, you know, you don't kick out charter members of the league. And, you know, part of the allure of the Big Ten and the SEC is you bring in these schools with the promise that they get to stay in there forever. But shouldn't there be a promise that they're going to hold up their end of the bargain too a little bit? Yes. And <laughs> I mean, at least, at least programs that, you know, they bested from time to time. And I mean, bested for two, three, four years. Like, say a Mississippi State or let's say an LSU in the 80s or uh, LSU in the 90s, actually Florida in the 80s, at least you saw signs of life. Does anybody think that Vanderbilt's really going to do much more than be bowl eligible? I mean, that's why they put together that schedule that James Franklin always wanted to brag about, and it wasn't that great. I remind you that Zul Beer is the official craft beer of Off the Hook Sports. Go to ZulBeer.com. That's X-U-L-Beer.com. And Zul Beer Company has worldwide award-winning craft beer, and they also have exceptional parking downtown. You don't get that a lot. A great panoramic view of the city. You will love it. ZulBeer.com. So go ahead and get on board now. Hit that like button so we can bring more people in greatly appreciate it if you have any questions for fred white you can talk to him right now fred white joins us your all-state agent in atlanta and the georgia area and fred also played a little football as well winning a national championship uh with the balls and a couple sec championships i sometimes forget that you're two-time sec champion winner you got to start calling two two deuce baby dose Dose, just like, just like two is the coolest number, jersey number of all time, right? Absolutely, because Deion Sanders wore it. Fred, <laughs> <laughs> right, um, I want to get your thoughts on this SEC expansion. And now it is going to be Texas and Oklahoma that will be in the conference in 2024 when we thought it was going to be 2025. What do you make of that? Just big picture, 20,000-foot view. I think Texas and Oklahoma see the big picture. Uh, 
and getting in a, a year early simply because you look at what's going on in basketball, how many teams we think could possibly get into the tournament. You look at all the teams that are going through uh, the bowl games, those type of things. And then the college football, if you look at college football national championships over the last 20 years, what's going on and what's happening over the last five years, uh, who's won. So I think for Texas, there's a few things going on with them. It's big for them to get in now because they have a Manning. And to have the SEC behind a Manning instead of the Big 12 makes a big difference and because of his lineage as well. You look at Peyton and Eli, and also Cooper played a little bit of ball there at Ole Miss as well, and and also Mr. You know Archie Manning. That helps with them as far as branding and those type of things. And, you know, of course they have the – Texas, um, the Longhorn Network, I don't know how that's going to work with the SEC having an SEC network, but I'm not sure what, what's going on there. But I think for them, marketing dollars and um, doing those type of things and being able to market in the SEC with the, the new quarterback coming in that has a Manning last name and also just overall money to come to the university from being a part of the SEC, um, the TV contracts and those type of things. I think – at first, I didn't think they were going to do it because it was a lot of money to be able to pay out, to get out early. Um, and I had been told by several people that it wasn't going to happen. However, it did. So I think they, if that's the case, the money has to be there. They had to pay a lot of money to get out of that contract with the Big 12. So the money on our side in the SEC has to be greater for them to be a part of it um, and to pay the money that they'd have to pay. Everything comes down to dollars and cents when it comes to anything in college football and most things in the world. So that's why I see it happening. I think they put the squeeze on Greg Sankey's checkbook is essentially what they were doing at the end of the mm -hmm. day. And I think the SEC wanted to pay to, to go ahead and get that done. All right, so it could go one of two ways. It could go division, uh, SEC East and West like it is now, or it could go to this pod system. Now, I don't know which you prefer. I'd have to see them both laid out uh, a little bit more clear to, to have a real opinion on it. But if it's pod system, you're going to have three teams that you play each and every year. So as a former Tennessee player, Fred, what are the three teams that you would want to play every year? As a player, when you were on the roster, not necessarily a fan in the, game you the games you like watching now, but who would you absolutely want to play each and every year? Georgia, Florida, and Alabama. That's what I, it's exactly what I said. Fred and I think alike way too much. But, I but, want to play okay. them every year. But let me be devil's, devil's advocate. That's too tough. Alabama's great. Whoa, 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 right whoa. Let me finish. Georgia's great. Florida <laughs> has recruiting talent coming out their ears down there. That's, that's too tough. Too tough, Fred. You know <laughs> – for people who say that, they obviously don't compete in, in a whole lot in life, in my opinion. <laughs> I don't want to play against the cream or the, the, the cream puffs. You see what they got Florida State? You see what that has Miami right now? Clemson's going that direction also. Virginia Tech, I wish that I know they wish they were over here on this side playing against some good competition. All these teams that are not winning national championships now understand that you got to play somebody to get somewhere to also be recognized. TCU, 
I bet you money they wish they had a harder schedule because they they wouldn't have got so embarrassed. And they're going to be that team forever and a day that everyone's going to look at and say, man, they got creamed in the national championship game. (laughs) They didn't play anybody off season. You know what I mean? So, like, I want to play the best competition. To be the best, you got to beat the best. There's no way around it. You couldn't be the you couldn't be the heavyweight boxing boxing champion in the world where if you didn't beat Floyd Mayweather or you didn't beat Muhammad Ali or you didn't beat you know I mean so what's different? Nothing's different about it. You got to beat the best. In order to be the best, you got to beat the best. So I'd rather play the best. Absolutely, I love that. And Red White showing like he's a champion. Yeah. Let <laughs> and, and let's face it, Fred. The Vanderbilt Kentucky weeks when you played had to be just boring as all get out. We were trying to get the game over by halftime so the young guys could play in the third and fourth quarter. Being honest. No, now you're Didn't, uh, Well, I know that. Could, and it looked like that at times, to be honest with you. Uh, if I had to play in the fourth quarter of a, of a Vanderbilt and, and, and a Kentucky game, I was not happy. Fair enough. What, so I was not happy. I wanted to see Steve Marsh and Tad Golden and those guys get a chance to go play some ball. Fred's appearance brought to you. In, but I'm not sure what that says about Steve or Tad, but Fred's appearance brought to they, you. In, no, they were just the young guys that were backups. That's not saying that they were, you know, they weren't good. It was just I wanted to be able to see them get a chance to get you know, get some run because they were the young guys. I, we wanted to see the young guys and be able to say, okay, this is what you did wrong in games or give them a coaching moment, those type of things. As a starter, you want to be where you can go out of the game and look at the young guys playing in when you watch the film and say, hey, man, this is how you do this. And it's, it's a teaching moment. And every team that's a good football team, like in the Alabamas, the Clemsons, when they were the top of the cream, the top in Georgia and those type of things, when you see these guys coming in the fourth quarter, every starter is sitting there looking and cheering on those guys. And that's how you become – that's why you get continuity. That's how you get guys to – the next year when you're a better football team, you get depth those type of ways by having those young guys play. You can't get better on the bench in the sideline and not getting in games. You can't get better in practice. You get better in games in the SEC. Yeah, exactly right. Fred's appearance brought to you in part by Zach England of Best and Brock. Zach England can stand toe-to-toe against the attorneys that don't want you to get your proper insurance settlement. Zach England of Best and Brock. Zach's got your back, Caleb. Fred, let's have a little bit of a laugh for a minute with this uh, Texas and Oklahoma move because um, you, I know, I was a little young, but I see a lot of news clippings of it. I'm sure you, <laughs> I'm sure you distinctly remember going into your sophomore year when the Big 12 was initially formed and everybody was like, oh my gosh, the Southwest Conference and the Big 8 are combining, and this is going to overtake the SEC and the Big 10 and be the greatest conference in the history of college football. <laughs> and now, 25 years later, that conference is hanging by a thread. You've got to find that a little bit funny as an SEC guy. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> we, it's, it's a different brand of football where we play in the Southeast. And that that's what everybody wants to be a part of at this moment. Because you look at what's happening at that what's happened at Alabama for so long. What happened at it's happening at Georgia right now and LSU and Florida and those places. We get the top players, we play in the best stadiums, and we have some of the best fans. And that's what you want to be a part of. You can watch an SEC game at eight o'clock at night in any conference. I guarantee you much rather watch the SEC play against each other on Saturday night because the crowd is different. It's just – it's different. I mean, I'd rather watch 
just to throw something out there, I'd rather watch Ole Miss, Mississippi State, than Texas, Oklahoma. I would. I mean, that may sound crazy. That's not. And yeah, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, like, one of the most fun rivalries in football. So that's in my yeah. top five games to watch. Yeah. As long as I, it's not Missouri or Vanderbilt, I'm in. I, I'd rather. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand. Fred, just for the record, you're not. But I can't stand Missouri being in the SEC. They don't deserve it. They're not even in the region. I just. And, and also, they have a very snooty journalism department, which makes me mad. You're not better than me just because you went to Missouri. I don't like Missouri, and that's never going to change. <laughs> But it's Missouri anyway. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Outside of St. Louis, what else you have? I mean, it's Kansas City. Okay, I guess that's what you have. That's it. <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> I can say about Missouri is that's one of the few times I walked away from a casino in St. Louis as a winner. And that doesn't happen a lot. I don't know if you like to gamble, Fred, but usually you walk away as a loser. Listen, I played in the in the casino there in, in St. Louis. My agent coming out of high, coming out of college was from St. Louis, and I went there one weekend and I went to the casino. And Dave, just like you, first time ever been to being to casino. And guess what? <laughs> I did won. You, did you win? <laughs> Walk right out after that. Sure did. Mm-hmm. Did you go? Back I placed. I placed a. I placed a black, uh, a, 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 a um chip on a black thing on a. Uh, What's it called? Roulette? Yeah. And won. I literally was like, let me just put it right here. And we won. I told my agent, let's go. <laughs> We're leaving now. <laughs> have, you, have you gambled since? Do you gamble now at all? Nope. I like keeping my money in my pocket, Dave. It's so funny. I in my pocket. Either, either love it or they don't. I love throwing dice. Caleb likes gambling on every sporting event from middle school women's basketball to whatever <laughs> it may be. But, um, you yeah. know when I throw dice? If I'm throwing dice, it's probably playing Monopoly. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Fred, as far as Texas and Oklahoma being uh, in, in the SEC sooner rather than later, I would think uh, t- take us back, what, just five or six years, hadn't been that long. You were a high school prospect. I would think seeing Texas and Oklahoma being in the conference would make playing in the SEC, in this case playing for Tennessee, I would think it would make it even more appealing. That's the decision you made. Uh, To me, it would be an even easier decision nowadays. It would be. I I think – they had some good teams in Texas, you know, a few years ago. When, when I was coming out of school, they weren't the cream of the crop, but they did have a Heisman Trophy winner. Um, they've had a, you know, I think Vince Young was one of the greatest players to ever play college football. He played at Texas. Um, they've had a lot of guys go to the NFL. It's a, I mean, you got to look at something, too. The state of Texas has a lot of talent, a ton of it. Um, it's the one. It's the biggest state in the union. I mean, so they have a lot of at high schools, have a lot of athlete, high, high school athletes. But the one thing that I look at when it when it comes to Texas, and for them, this is going to help being in the SEC is recruiting. And I just said a lot about all this talent they have in the state of Texas. However, in order to win, I don't think you get all your players from one place anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean. Even the state of Georgia, they some of the top players come from North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida. 
Alabama. I mean, same thing with Alabama. These you got to be able to recruit nationally now, because the SEC is like the mini NFL, but you get so much talent nationwide. So now you can go out to club, go out to guys from all different places now because everybody wants to play in the SEC. Um, for Sarkeesian, who's recruited at Alabama and those type of things, I think it works for him. But Texas has to get away from just signing Texas guys just because they're from Texas. You know what I mean? Um, I think this opens up their recruiting pool a little bit more, but it's just because they're in the SEC. I mean, there's an SEC game of the week every week, and it's a national game. You don't find that too many places else. You know what I mean? I mean, think about any other school that – any other conference that has that. The Pac-12 doesn't. Big Ten, if Michigan's playing against Penn State or Ohio State. Ohio State's playing against Penn State. That's about it. But in the SEC, you have Tennessee, Alabama, Tennessee, Georgia, Georgia, Auburn, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, Florida – Alabama, Auburn, Alabama, LSU, Alabama, Texas a All these games are like games of the week every week. You don't have that in any other conference. So I don't know how well they're going to fare right away, but most teams that have come into the into the SEC, they're pretty good at first. Then they kind of just taper it off. Yeah, like Missouri. And Texas A&M, both of them, yeah. <laughs> but it, you got to be able to sustain this. And this is – in the SEC, you have to be able to recruit year in, year out, not just one year, not just come with your best game plan or your, you know, those things one week out of the year. You got to do that every day of the week. And every team is gunning for you after you beat them or if you give them a, a, a battle. So this is what they're coming into. I think Missouri didn't realize that, but they benefited from being part of the university, being a part of the conference. All the money that's coming. All the bowl games we go to, people don't understand the reason why you cheer for SEC teams, even though I don't just cheer for anybody like per se, I cheer for the conference to win that money because it helps our teams be better. It helps our teams with recruiting budgets or our coaches with traveling budgets and those type of things. That's why I'm rooting for SEC teams in bowl games. I really don't care if they win or not. I would much rather them just be in the game. You know what I mean? Just be in the bowl game because that money comes to the conference and then it's spread out for for sharing those type of things. And when we have more teams in bowl games and we win national championships, it's better for everyone when it comes to money goes. Now, it does help that other team recruit more, but it gives you more money to go recruit against them. That means just do your job. You and your coaching staff have to go and do your job. So that's why I'm, that's why I stand on that. Love it. Caleb? Fred, I wanted to transition to a little bit of – um talking some football uh, all in the field. Um, we were talking earlier this week about um, with LeBron breaking Kareem's record about how Josh Heupel's offense, if that's going to skew some records being broken in Tennessee's favor, you know, including, you know, a few passing records set by a relatively legendary quarterback that you played, that, that you were teammates with mm-hmm. <laughs> in the nineties. Um, but we started to think, different types of offenses and you faced some of the most um, cutting edge schemes. You went head to head against them when you played, cause you faced Spurrier's fun and gun when it was in its prime during the Danny Warfel years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, he did. You faced um, you did face Tom Osborne's triple option um one year, and then you also and and now you're seeing Good Josh. Good gracious, Caleb, were you just bringing up the worst defeat in Fred's career? Hey man, what, what kind of bat? Hey man, what kind of bats are swinging over there? I mean, you swinging a cork bat? What what's going on? I mean, hold goodness. on, hold on, hold on. You beat her here in '98. You got him. You yeah, got but him. I went up to him four more times. <laughs> Man, you you start swinging the bat like you were. <laughs> Hank, Hank I mean, Hank Aaron on steroids over there. I mean, goodness. <laughs> Come on, bad boss. Let's go. <laughs> I think Dave's going to kill me because I, I think I might. I, I think because of me, Fred White and Ron Slayer are never coming on the show again. <laughs> um. Uh. Well, I guess what I was getting at was com- <laughs> comparing Josh Heupel's offense. Is this offense so similar to those of the 90s in the sense that just nobody's catching up to it anytime soon? You know, I think the game has changed so much, how they run these RPOs and those type of things. Reads are different. You can't do some of the things you could before. It it's not a, just a pass set like it used to be or a run set. Like you could tell when the lineman was going to run or you can still kind of do those things. You got to pay more attention now. But as a linebacker, you don't have the luxury of just going in the hole when you see a lineman come downfield because they can still throw the ball right behind you. They're reading you now. So you got to kind of stay in limbo. So you don't see a lot of those plays made behind the line of scrimmage like you used to simply because of just that one piece. Um, <laughs> Most linebackers I know said, "Man, that is a, those RPOs are the devil." I mean, so, <laughs> like Ricky Bobby's mama, but <laughs> not Ricky Bobby. What's his name? Uh, Bobby Boucher. Bobby yeah. Boucher. That's his name. <laughs> but but it, I mean, it, it's, it's changed the game. Those RPOs have changed the game, meaning that those linemen know how to come down just far enough to make you know think it's run, and there's a pass right behind your back. And those things kind of slow you down as a linebacker, which has changed the game there. That's why you want more athletic linebackers and not guys who are just run pluggers now. Um, those guys have now got their hand on the ground rushing the quarterback. So the game is changing that aspect. The offense, every rule is made for offense, from high school, college football, NFL. They haven't made not one rule for defense. If they have, I'll wait. Anybody who knows one, send it my way because I don't. I haven't seen one. So I think these offenses are – they have the run of the mill right now. They, they kind of have that, okay, let's do this. And some of these things are scheming. I think he's good enough to where he understands that he has a change with the times. I don't think he's just going to be stagnant in what he's doing right now. We ran the ball a lot more than what we threw the ball last year. But our passing, our passes were big, big plays. I think he still has more passing attacks that we haven't seen yet. But I think Josh does a really good job of scheming against whatever defense you have and whatever history you had against that coach. I think he's done a good job of doing that. You know, something that somebody brought up the other day talking about the NFL that I thought was really interesting. I, I think you'd be great to break this down. Is yes, they protect quarterbacks more than they ever have, right? Mm-hmm. So. I think the quarterbacks are willing to stand in there a little bit longer than they would have before because they're protected. But mm-hmm. the other thing that was, that was brought up, which I think would have probably hurt your game, and that was the physicality of your game, is the fact that I don't think quarterbacks are afraid to try to put it in a top window, whereas previously they might not because they could get their receiver killed. 
So I, I heard that the other day and I thought of you. I mean, I'm more likely to try to buzz one in there if I know that you can't take his head off than I might otherwise hang my receiver out to dry. What do you make of that? Well, the rule used to be if the ball wasn't in the air, you could still hit him coming across the middle. And I, I've enjoyed every minute of that. You run a dig route you want to and you're in my section, I'm going to make sure you feel it. And the next time you come, you're going to be looking and with alligator arms and those type of things to try to before you catch that ball. I mean, that was the intimidation factor of the game that's now gone. I can't go lay that guy out because he's not looking anymore. You know what I mean? And that was – we knew – our bread and butter defense when it was – times got tough was cover one. Wide loose one robber. Ends outside, wide nines, tackles inside, one-on-one type of game on the defensive line. That's why we got a lot of pressure. And then we got a cutter, a short cutter and a deep cutter. Dion was our short cutter, and Al Wilson was our middle cutter. So if you ran a slant or a dig route, I mean, you might not – you might walk off the football field. Somebody may carry you off of it, actually. I mean, so if you're doing that all game, that, that starts to hurt. You can tenderize a guy pretty good. And by the time that game is over with, he's not going to be—he's not going to want to catch that ball across the middle in crunch time. You hit him early, and you hit him often, and the fourth quarter, come, fourth quarter comes around, it you're going to find out who the boy dogs are real quick. I've known Fred for over 25 years, and I don't—I've never heard him use tenderize, but I'm going to start working that into my lexicon. <laughs> that was absolutely gold. So if, if people are in the and we we have a a huge following in the Atlanta area because of the number of Tennessee fans. By the way, everybody hit that like button if you want more, Fred, and I know you do like, and if you haven't subscribed yet, do that. But if people need uh, fantastic insurance in anywhere in Georgia, how do they get in touch with you? Because Allstate has you in good hands. You can, you know, because you guys are so are UT people, you can call me on my personal phone, also my business phone. But I'm going to give you my business line now, a 770-381-0367. And um, Fred White Allstate, you can look us up online. And if you're a UT fan and you're looking to get a quote or you're looking just to get information about insurance, whether it's renter's insurance, auto insurance, life insurance, home insurance, any of those things, just give me a call. Um, I do a lot of work with our alumni chapters here, North Atlanta, North Atlanta Balls, I got they got love for me. Also, I got love for them as well. Um, I know the chapter president; he's a really good guy. Um, also, at Atlanta chapter as well. Um, so, you guys can reach out to them, or you can give me a call directly at seven. I'm sorry, eight six five seven six five. What's the last part of that, Dave? It's 1998. Here we go, baby. You know it. Five seven six five. 1998 give him a, a shout and he'll take care of your insurance needs and maybe if uh around the corner i've ever got a book coming out you could help me get in front of some of those alumni clubs absolutely man not, you know i'm not good at public speaking what's weird is i can do tv and i can do radio and i can do this but i always get nervous if there's more like 15 or 20 people so I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll have a couple of pops beforehand or something. i got i got a few tricks for you man that's all it's, it's you know <laughs> look for the exit signs. That's what you do. You look at the top I, of the exit signs, and you, the people think you're looking right in their face. I thought you always imagined everybody's <laughs> naked. Isn't that something you're supposed to do? What's that? You imagine everybody's naked. What eh, whatever works for you. <laughs> I don't want to see a bunch of dudes naked. Well, uh, my, I've always been taught to look for the exit signs. I look 
at the exercise, and I move my head across the room. Everybody think you're looking right at them. Buddy, have a great weekend. I might be your way. I'll give you a shout. Please do. By the way, let me say this real quick. I, I want to tell my fans, the, the, the Tennessee people, our Tennessee volunteers, our VFLs are right here in Atlanta. Man, you guys are awesome. I love seeing those Tennessee tags flying when it's game time or the Tennessee tag that you have on your car. Don't show your love. We are in the state of Georgia. I know they just won a national championship. We don't worry about them. We ain't caring about all that. That love we see here in Atlanta, that makes a lot of difference to us because I like to see the guys. I like to see people that have a UT shirt on or hat on and you say go balls and they say go balls back and it makes a difference it means something even if i'm having a bad day that moment changes it for a few minutes at least so thank you guys for being here in atlanta thank you guys for being ut ut alums and ut fans yeah but uh but fred loves the the university and the football program like no one else there were some turncoats over the past 10 years uh that went alabama or whatever and i'm sure there will be some that do georgia but with the Alabama ones, I always say, who was the coach before Nick Saban? They go. <laughs> they always go. Uh, and I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you, it was Mike Shula, who has one of the most famous names of all time in football, and you don't remember that. You're not a real fan. I guarantee you don't know who was before him either. Well, <laughs> I remember yeah, that. I'm sure you'll do too. Yeah, I don't um, remember if that was the one with the girl and the – Dennis Franchoni, yeah. Well, but even before then, if we go back a little bit further, no, between Franchoni and Shula is the is the stripper stripper one, Mike Price. Yeah, Mike Price. Oh. Price wasn't he right. He didn't even make it to a game because he took a prostitute well, to a golf outing. No, Caleb, I think the Price was right. That's why he got <laughs> Fred, buddy, I'll, I'll I'll let you out of here. I'll be in touch, man. We got some big things coming up, and I look forward to it. Awesome, man. You guys enjoy the rest of your day. Have a great weekend. Go Vols. You too, man. I appreciate it. Fred White back in two minutes off the hook sports with Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hook. Sun, sand, and salt water. The beach is a very relaxing place. Unless you wear contacts. Ow! Open your eyes to the best the beach has to offer with LASIK vision correction from Campbell Cunningham Laser Center. Ah. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get the Vasti Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasti, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Vasti's, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Vasti Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. Hey folks, Gary Viles here, Viles Automotive on Callahan Drive. I've been selling cars here in East Tennessee for 27 years. In that time, I've come to realize it's not about the car. It's about you, the customer. So I'm here to take care of you just like family. Good credit, bad credit, you name it, we can get you taken care of. If we don't have it, we can find it for you. We go across the country to get any vehicle that you want. And here at Viles Automotive, we don't believe in fake numbers. We just give you great deals. And as always, we want, we need, and we appreciate your business. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. Dare to compare. 
Chattanooga, we're at it again. For the fifth year in a row, you voted us best of the best criminal and DUI law firm. And finalists for best law firm and best personal injury firm. Thank you for the love, Chattanooga. We won't let you down. Our family has been creating jewelry since 1986. Each piece unique with a story all its own. I'm Rick Terry with Rick Terry Jewelry Designs. I'm a jeweler and I want to be your jeweler. We're grateful that you chose us to be Knoxville's best jeweler. My family and staff look forward to serving you. So please come see us. Kingston Pike and Campbell Station Road in the heart of Farragut and downtown on Gay Street, right next to the Tennessee Theater. With Caleb Calhoun, I'm Dave Hooker. If your pet has social anxiety from Oklahoma and Texas entering the conference a year early, then you need to go to Craft Treats. Go to crafttreats.com and Craft Treats will hook you up with their CBD-infused chill pills that will take care of your dog's digestive issues, social anxiety issues, car ride anxiety issues, or arthritis as well. Use the promo code off the hook. The promo code off the hook. Get 20% off how awesome is that check it out again crafttreats.com and it's all holistic great great treats for your pets they'll be blown away crafttreats.com 20 percent off promo code off the hook please check it out support our sponsors if you see them on here then i give them my full endorsement all of the sponsors that we talk about and uh, i can tell you i either use their services or I would if I needed them. So uh, John's saying, that's me talking about Fred. Uh, I drive North Atlanta with my flags and stickers wearing my OTH shirt. Love that. We got some more of those to give away, by the way. So uh, we need to do that. Um, uh, can we kick Mizzou out and add Hawaii? I'm, I'm not traveling anymore, but I might. So Yes. Dave, um, they at Hawaii, can we start going to the games and covering them like live? Because I mean, when Tennessee goes to Hawaii, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know. Well, the plan was to send uh, Jairu, but uh, if it's Hawaii, I might might have to veto that and go myself. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, we'll figure some things out. And uh, uh, in the words of Mr. T, pain. That's exactly right. So I want all of you on the message board to recant what you said about just playing Vanderbilt, Missouri, and make it easy. You don't want to make it easy. You want to make it challenging. You want to make Florida, Georgia, Alabama your pod if you're in the pod, which I don't even think is the best way of laying it out like cable. But if you do it, if you pod it, those are the three you want to play each and every year. So, I'm still yes. stuck on because, you know, we're talking about Fred White being from Atlanta. Totally random, but you know, the Mike Price incident. And I'm just I, in my mind, I'm like, you know, you would have at least hoped he threw his career away in Atlanta because we know the strip clubs are apparently really good in Atlanta. He threw it away at a strip club in Pensacola. What is it? I can't. I'm sorry. Wait, I, thought it was, I thought it was Birmingham. No, it's Pensacola. It was Pensacola. He was at a golf event in Pensacola, picked up some woman named Destiny. I thought he was. Yeah, I remember Destiny. I could have sworn he was seen it. Maybe he was just seen at Sammy's, which I believe is the, I've been told, is the only strip club in Birmingham. Maybe he was seen there before he got in trouble. But, uh, yeah, that's a guy who just, you talk about tone deaf, who has no idea 
how well known you are. And Lane Kiffin, to a certain extent, was was tone deaf. I think I don't think he realized what kind of celebrity he was in Knoxville and in Nashville. That's right, Smoky Mountain Red. I've heard. That's what I've heard. And as far as those Pensacola adult establishments, I, I don't know anything about that. They, I hear they're. I, I I my mom lives in Fairhope. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm not really intrigued by strip clubs on the Gulf Coast. I, I, I would be I would find them very mediocre. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a great way to get the newest strain of COVID. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or the newest strain of something else. Yeah. <laughs> City Heat and Air Conditioning, cityheatandair.com. If your HVAC has any issue, then they will take care of that. Integrity matters. You might not need a whole unit because City Heating and Air Conditioning can oftentimes fix your unit without you having to pay a monster bill. So Travis says UT versus UT has to happen every year, especially now that they have a Manning. Thought about that last night when the news broke. It's neat. UT, UT. I get it. You got the Manning, but I don't think there's a great natural tie there. I don't think there's a way to make that happen. And I think it's not a chance. A little bit of a reach. No, every other year in the pod system, take that win with every other year. Yeah. So, with if they go divisions, and they would have what nine teams in each division? Eight teams, sixteen eight teams. teams. Okay, okay. So eight teams in each division. Again, click that like button to bring more people in. Um, and we we asked earlier for the new new people that are there. Um, we would love to hear the teams that Tennessee has to play each and every year. The thing that we didn't discuss is the hypo versus Oklahoma angle. Listen. After Hypo, and he did, ran up the score against Missouri, there is no question in my mind that he would like to run up the score against Oklahoma. And, Caleb, you can provide a little bit more insight into that if you'd like. He he ran an offense that's kind of forced down his throat, and he's grown as a coach and as a leader, and he was pushed out the door. And now if I'm Josh Hypo, I want a piece of Oklahoma. I want a piece of that. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, it was – this real story is Bob Stoops saw what Johnny Manziel did to Oklahoma in, I guess, the Cotton Bowl after the 2013 season. And he went to Josh Heupel and said, I want to run this offense. And apparently forced it on Heupel, even though Heupel was very insistent that Trevor Knight can't run that offense. That's just not Trevor Knight's game. And even still, Oklahoma had a top-10 offense in 2014, and Heupel was scapegoated because Bob Stoops, I guess, didn't want to fire a family member. And Heupel dodged a bullet, though, because Heupel, the next year, I believe, was when it we realized Oklahoma was covering for Joe Mixon a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that luckily, it doesn't seem like Heupel has any connection to that. And that was bad, that whole Joe Mixon incident. And as we found out, you know, Joe Mixon, real classy guy, is in trouble again right before the Super Bowl. <laughs> and, I didn't hear that. What's he doing now? Uh, he, let's see, what did he get in trouble with this time? It was just recently. Um, yeah, I don't want to be a bandwagon guy. I'll always be a Cowboys fan because I believe you pick your team when you're a kid and you stick with them no matter what. So if the Cowboys played the Bengals, I'm rooting for the Cowboys. But because I really like Joe Burrow, they're kind of my second favorite team. Uh, but every time Joe Mixon touches the ball, it bothers me um, because of what he did. But with he, Josh Heupel, go ahead, sorry. Oh, sorry, he had an aggravated menacing charge. It was dropped in his defense, but still... You know, that's, yeah. you know, you're adding that to his. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be fine. He won't. When you have those issues, you have those issues. It, it will end poorly. And I hate to, you know, reference a guy like Lawrence Phillips, but 
Lawrence Phillips. I mean, that's just when it happens. That's the extreme case, but yeah. That, 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 yeah. I mean, it's not often that a guy goes and gets in his car after a backyard football game and tries to run over the other participants. Yes. Happened, but he did. So, um, UT or Oklahoma? Let me ask the message board. Who are you more excited about playing? You have the UT versus UT. You have the Manning Manning tie. You you have the, the the Texas tie-in of being able to recruit there, or is it Oklahoma? Because you have the Josh Heupel tie, and maybe you just like the fact that they have a wild animal that runs out on the field before the game. Whatever the case may be, on the message board, is it Texas or is it Oklahoma? Who are you more excited to play? John says both. Cop out. It should be Texas. Texas is the correct answer because it can help you immensely in recruiting. It should be Texas. You can go ahead and put up there whatever you want, but it should be Texas. So somebody can sell me on Oklahoma. I'm willing to have that discussion. Elias says long-term Texas, but I want that one game versus OU more. And uh, Smoky Mountain Red says Oklahoma because Heupel is our guy. Which which game do you think Tennessee's fan base should be more excited about? I would say Texas. That would be there. There's a little bit of history between Tennessee and Texas. Um, in case you're interested, Tennessee and Texas have played each other three times, and they've played Oklahoma four times. Uh, of those seven games, five of them were bowl games. Um, they played Texas three times, all in the Cotton Bowl in the past. Um, and they played Oklahoma. Their first bowl game ever was in the Orange Bowl, 1939, January 1st, against Oklahoma. They won 17 to nothing. Um, about 30 years later, a little less than that, Oklahoma beat them. And I also believe it was the Orange Bowl. So some uh, bowl history between the two. Um, but, yeah, I think it'd be more fun to see them play Texas. I mean. Yeah, I, th- I think that would be great. And um, I, I, that would be a game I'd probably go out of my way to go to go see i still want to go see uh, a game at uh, texas a&m so i haven't seen a&m or missouri have no desire to go to missouri because they're just an awful school an awful football program but uh, i stand by that (laughs) do i do i hate missouri too much well okay so no i talked about this with you last week the thing that bothers me about missouri is i think that like i would never want to go there as a coach or a player because again I, i read a lot of I read a lot of different newspapers around the area, around SEC country, and most SEC media is Homer media in the most annoying way. I mean, like, uh, Tuscaloosa is the worst. Nick Saban will tell his, his the journalists to jump, and they'll say how high. And, I mean, they, they, they bow to Nick Saban in an embarrassing way, quite honestly. But Missouri's the opposite. They're so high on themselves as journalists. They're like, we're going to go out of our way. We're not going to be even objective. We're going to be anti-Homer. We're just going to be negative on the football team because that's what we do because we're Missouri. And true, but some of the, some people accuse Knoxville's media of doing that in the latter years of Philip Fulmer, and I don't think that a lot of people knew what was going on behind the scenes. Everybody who accused Knoxville media of doing that was already a homer themselves for Tennessee, though. I'm not a Missouri homer, and I'm reading what they're and I'm reading what Missouri writes about Missouri, and so it is a bad football program, though. It's partially bad because their media is so hard on them. That's what I'm saying. Like, they go out of their way to be negative because of the whole – they're so scared of being homers because they're so high on themselves as journalists. They go out of their way to not praise them, if that makes sense. And, you know, it's – yeah. Tennessee, 
again, yes, people accuse Knoxville Media of doing that. Knoxville Media was doing its job. We all saw that the program was sliding under Philip Fulmer. And you guys at the time were just reporting on it. Anybody that had a problem with that, I remember people blamed you guys, Dave. I remember Vol fans blaming you guys for Tennessee not having the recruiting class it needed in 2008, as if it's y'all's fault. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I only got blamed for that actually one time on a personal level, and that was uh, I had Josh Ward, and I can't remember the guy's name, Josh Ward call a prospect and interview him. And for some reason, John Chavis viewed that interview, which I didn't even do, but nobody reads bylines, as turned him off to Tennessee. And it was so straight down the middle. The guy went elsewhere. I think he was a defensive end. And I heard through Philip Fulmer that John Chavis was so mad about that. I'm like, I don't think you understand. The media doesn't see most good media. And you, you mentioned Alabama, and I think of Cecil Hurt. Cecil Hurt was an incredible reporter, incredible writer, God rest his soul. He was not one of the Alabama homer media that are out there, just like Kentucky basketball. But there is no positive and negative when you're in the media at all. I mean, there is just objective. And what Philip Fulmer didn't know at the time is the athletic director wanted to replace him much earlier than he thought. So if I reported that, it seemed negative at the time. Uh, thank you, Smoky Mountain Red. Dave and John brought the truth. We'll uh, do that every Tuesday, by the way. John Adams, our regular Tuesday guest. Uh, John said, uh, John Adams. Um, I Listen, I will say this, and I, I don't want to get sidetracked, but if you're a coach, the media you should not want is the Homer media because the Homer media gets upset when you lose and they go overboard. Okay, and then they're just slamming you because they don't get to take that bowl trip that they wanted or they don't get to go to the college football playoff or the Rose Bowl or whatever the case may be. And I thought Tennessee's media did a fantastic job of covering the South Carolina debacle without letting it get emotional on a personal level. So that's you don't want the Homer media. People think you do, but you don't. Yeah, no, I agree. It's um, the Homer media is particularly from the. The Homer media, like you said, they're not looking out for the program. They're looking out for themselves, looking out for the access they can get. Um, I've been saying that for a while. I, you know, we said that when I was covering Tennessee four years ago. I did not carry John Curry. I was one of the w- only ones who refused to carry John Curry's water when he was hired as AD for Tennessee. I said this was a Haslam move. Not so much a John Curry himself, nothing on him, but you knew that this was a Jimmy Haslam hire. And you knew that Jimmy Haslam was going to be pulling the strings and I said at the time that because he's pulling the strings, there's going to be something that blows up because everything he does is wrong. <laughs> did, did you think it was Jimmy or Jim? I thought it was Jimmy. It was Jimmy. Okay. Well, Jimmy was running. At if, that, if it's Jimmy, I'm with you. You're right. Jim was old. Yeah. Um, because Bill was governor of Tennessee at the time and Jim was old. So Jimmy was the only one that really had like time to be a hands-on booster, if that makes sense. Right. It, I thought Jim – Big Jim was the best booster in the SEC because he did provide a lot of money, and I didn't think he asserted his power as much as he could have. Kind of the opposite of Bobby Louder, who didn't have as much money at Auburn, but would assert his power as best he could. So uh, why did uh, the Haslam's want Shiano so bad? Smoky Mountain Red, I love you, but that's a topic for another day, and I've got to do another radio show here in a bit. But I will tell you this. We're going to be from 10 to noon regularly here before too long. John Adams will join us every 
Tuesday, we're going to work uh, Josh Ward into the mix, who's fantastic. Fred will be every Friday. Ron Slay still every Wednesday, at least through basketball season. So we will continue to throw heat. Elias Grace has a five-hour special. that You could do that uh, with, with the, the Shiano almost hire. You could certainly do that. Uh, One of the simple truths is Shiano was a bad hire, and if it's a bad move, Jimmy Haslam likes to make it. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. And be sure, be sure to hit that like button. It helps us. We just had a bunch of people jump on, so we greatly appreciate you. Hit the like button if you haven't subscribed yet. You have to do that. And to all our loyal listeners, as we continue to grow this thing, I ask you one Friday favor. One Friday favor. Tell someone about the show, 10 o'clock Eastern, each and every weekday. And we'll have the app out next week. Is <sighs> Pray for me on that one. We've been working out the kinks on the app for a little over eight months. So we will finally get that done and out next week. We're doing the final testing, so you'll be able to listen wherever, and you'll also be able to access Caleb's phenomenal videos that are on YouTube right on the app. So we're excited about a lot of things coming up. We appreciate you, you, and you. We're not going to forget who was Air Force first. We greatly appreciate it. He's Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker. This has been a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.